What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Comic book reviews. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and this week, um, I know we kind of skipped a week there, but things were busy, I was working nights, so I was really tired, but hey, we're back now, new episode, so hopefully you guys enjoy what we have in store for you today. I got quite a few things for the Nifty Nerd News section, and then we'll talk about what I've been doing for the week, what, I, what I've been getting into, and so... Uh, yeah, so without further ado, here is the Nifty Nerd News. Alright, so up first in the Nifty Nerd News, director, producer, and all-around comic book nerd, Matthew Vaughn is kind of taking up a couple of spaces here. So we'll start off with what he's been doing with Deadpool. Of course, if you don't know who Matthew Vaughn is, he's done things like The Kingsman, Kick-Ass, Deadpool, and I can't remember what else. <laughs> did he do Knives Out? I can't remember if he did uh, Anyway, so he believes, Matthew Vaughn believes, that Deadpool 3 will save the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be the movie that gives the jolt to bring it back to life. Um I'm guessing he, I mean, how else do you introduce the X-Men into the Marvel Universe? We've already set up that, well, with Miss Marvel, we've set up that mutants do exist in the 616, or well, I, I guess that's what the MCU is, is the 616. I can't remember what they said. Feige had, Kevin Feige had confirmed something, I can't remember. But anyway, so the... Cinematic Universe has introduced with Kamala Khan that mutants do exist in their universe, but we don't have like our traditional X-Men. Now, with the multiverse stuff and like, uh, what is it, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we've seen, you know, X-Men exist in other worlds. We've seen the Fantastic Four already in a different uh, universe. So maybe Deadpool trying to fix the multiverse ends up bringing some of the established X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know. It could be interesting. We do know that um, Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, is going to be in it. And I think there's a couple of other characters from other X-Men movies that are going to be in Deadpool 3. So we'll see, man. And I think, and, you know, Matthew Vaughn's kind of alluded to this, that currently there are no good central stories behind the Marvel movies that are happening right now. And maybe this will help to rework, reintegrate some properties to get a better story. I mean, they were trying to build something with Kang the Conqueror and then the whole actor, sexual harassment, things that happened and, or well, not, I don't think it was actual assault charges that were filed against him. Basically there was a huge falling out with uh, Jonathan Majors and they decided to move away from the Kang storyline. And so we'll see what happens, man. Deadpool could be the thing to do that. Uh, staying on the Matthew Vaughn train, though. Kick-ass! I know we haven't thought about that in a while. Or at least I haven't. Kick-ass is getting a reboot. Trilogy. Mm, yes. 
I don't know. It's really interesting. Like, so, I mean, I love the first Kick-Ass movie. Never watched the second one, even though I keep telling myself, I'm, I'm going to watch it one day because it's like the one that Jim Carrey hated and loved and hated. And, you know, he was going through a time and it looked very interesting. And I think, uh, what is it? Uh, Donald Faison is in Kick-Ass 2 and I love scrubs and i love listening to fake doctors real friends podcast so i gotta gotta you know show out for my boy even though it's been out for how many years and i still haven't seen it and i probably still won't <laughs> but matthew vaughn is talking about rebooting the franchise with kick-ass being one of the movies but the third entry into the trilogy is very interesting so the first movie which is actually already filmed and about to come out is called school fight it's already done. It's finished. Good to go. The second film that they're planning is called uh, currently Vram is what's called V R A M. It's currently filming. Don't know really anything about. It. I don't know anything about School Fight either. Only that these two movies are two of a trilogy that should lead into the third movie, which it will be the Kick Ass reboot. So these other two movies are supposed to fit within the kick-ass universe and then we get into the kick-ass reboot which eh like i mean it could be cool i I think it's weird because yes i do believe that we are far enough removed from the first kick-ass movie to be able to redo it but at the same time are we far enough (laughs) like and is that really a proper i mean i you know i say that every time when new root reboots come out of movies that I swear never needed a reboot. So I don't know why I'm even questioning whether or not Kick-Ass needs a reboot. Basically, we live in a society now where if you make good, bad, or whatever movies, they're going to redo them so that they can make more money because there's always going to be a fan base no matter how good or bad a movie is. Anyway, moving on from Matthew Vaughn into some Pokemon card news because, I, of course, I'm addicted. <laughs> And I love it. And that's, I mean, that's kind of like a natural evolution. Like this podcast, this channel, whatever you want to call it, is my pop culture. You know, it's what I like. It's what I'm interested in. The news is going to be things that I like and things that are interesting to me or, you know, just really silly that I think you guys might like. We do have one tidbit at the end. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm keeping it in my back pocket for now. But. With the Pokemon trading card news, if you haven't heard, there's a really special Pikachu promo card. Actually, there's a line of Pokemon promo cards that have come out from the Van Gogh Museum over in France, I believe, where it's located. Or Amsterdam. I can't remember. No, Amsterdam. Yes. Maybe. I didn't do... I mean, I've seen where it's located. I cannot remember for the life of me, and I didn't write it down on my notes. Anyway... Of those Van Gogh Pokemon cards, there is a Van Gogh Pikachu. It's called the Pikachu with gray felt hat, and it's kind of a Pikachu replica of a Van Gogh self-portrait. Very interesting. Um, what has been kind of crazy about it, though, is the price of this free promotional card. Let me reiterate this. This was a free promotional card when it first came out. The price of this card has skyrocketed it is like worth in some instances three hundred dollars and oh my god if it's graded i think it goes even closer to 500 for this card it is insane it's not quite as insane as the um there's a famous 
Japanese painting promo card with a Pikachu. It's like a lady holding a Pikachu, and she's like, look, turned around looking at something. And that card is bonkers and how expensive it is. But anyway, with the gray felt hat Pikachu, Pikachu with gray felt hat, scalpers have just been storming the museum, picking up all the cards that they can, paying little kids like five, ten bucks, whatever that translates to in their money, and to grab these cards for them so they can get as many as possible. So Pokemon International to try to combat this and try to keep, you know, they want people to have this card and they don't want the prices to inflate like this because they think it's unfair to people. But to help combat this, they decided, you know what? We're going to give copies to hobby shops all around uh, in that general area, not like here in the U.S. or anything. That would be badass if we got some in the U.S. But they decided to give copies to hobby shops or card stores in the area. And then it turned out that the card store owners were doing pre-orders, but elevating the cost of the pre-orders for the gray felt hat, the Van Gogh Pikachu. And Pokemon International saw this and was like, yo, what the hell? We were trying to help like get this to your customers, get them into your shops. This would you know, be a big help for everyone. And now you're doing the same thing that the scalpers were doing which they're probably the same people and like what the hell right and so pokemon international now is in a big fu move to hobby shops decided now instead of putting it in your stores we're going to put it in big chain stores where the prices are locked anyway so now whatever shopping chain stores that they have overseas they're going to start seeing the gray the pikachu with gray felt hat cards or van gogh pikachu is what i've been calling it and they you know because they're block stores like walmart's um, kmart's you know those kind of things i don't know if kmart still exists that was the only other store that came to mind kohl's maybe um sure uh stores like that which can't fluctuate their prices as hardcore you know like a hobby shop a card store comic shop might that like now they're the ones getting the card and they're hoping to just kind of re-deflate or not re but deflate the prices of these felt um felt hat pikachus because they're it's getting out of control man like the promo market is insane and i'm glad the cards that i look for and the cards that i want are very much cheaper than this but, uh, I mean, it would be nice to have one <laughs> and then sell it. No, but um, I, I thought it was crazy. It's just insane. But what is even more insane is another piece of Pokemon card news that I learned here recently. And that for the Scarlet Violet 151 series that has been out now since November. And it's what that's the set that got me back into Pokemon cards because it was a complete overhaul of the original 151 pokemon in the pokedex and new cards for them it's great it's wonderful they're all card numbered in pokedex order so when you see it in your notebook or like your card binder it looks it looks fantastic you know it's great but what i didn't know is while well i mean of course i knew kadabra was a part of the 151 151 pokemon excuse me <clears throat> what i didn't know was Kadabra in the Scarlet Violet 151 set was the first time that Kadabra has been in a Pokemon set for over 20 years. I had no clue because, I mean, 
Like the last time I collected Pokemon cards was in the 90s. Maybe early 2000s. I got a set or two. I can't remember exactly. But I was very young, you know. And so Kadabra for 20 years was not... They were Pokemon was not able or not allowed to print Kadabra cards. And I was like, what the hell? What's up with this? So as it turns out, there's an illusionist named Yuri Geller, who's known for bending spoons, sued in the year 2000 for his likeness rights because of Kadabra, saying, quote, that it looked like him and that they were using his likeness for this card and he didn't agree to it. Which I thought was really weird. What does Yuri Geller have anything to do with Kadabra? Because, like, is he just running around his show yelling, Kadabra, and then bending spoons? No. As it turns out, so, of course, you know, we have English names for Pokemon, right? Well, in Japan, they have Japanese names different than ours. Like, and I don't mean like, oh, he's called like, like a Japanese name like a normal name in Japan. No, but they have like a Japanese name for the Pokemon over there. And for Kadabra, it's Younger, Younger, which is kind of like Yuri Geller. And it's actually been stated from Pokemon that yes, Uri Geller was the inspiration for Kadabra, Younger. So it's kind of weird, but you know, you can start to see it. But was, why is that really enough to piss off this illusionist? Well, as it turns out, he was doing a show over in Japan, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think it was in Japan. And a fan came up to him with a Kadabra card that and wanted him to sign it, knowing that, hey, this card was in your likeness. Much like Hitmonchan was Jackie Chan, Hitmonlee was Bruce Lee. And actually, the other Abra and, the Abra and Alakazam are based on people, too. We'll get to that later. But the card in question... Um, was from the Team Rocket set. And if you know anything about Pokemon sets, you know that are, if you know anything about Team Rocket and Pokemon, Team Rocket are the bad guys and they're evil. And so in the Team Rocket set, Kadabra in America is Dark Kadabra. But in Japan, it is known as Evil Younger. And so basically, Yuri got upset because... What he knew of this card that was based off him was evil. And so he kind of took it as like, you're calling me evil and got really upset. Now, thankfully, after the pleading of grandchildren and tons of fans, probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of fans throughout the years, begging and pleading for um, Yuri to change his mind, eventually in 2020, um he did change his mind. He reached out to the Pokemon company. They actually reached back out to him and like they had a nice little exchange back and forth and they kind of explained things and he kind of, well, he didn't kind of, he actually apologized saying, you know, it, it was really petty of me. I was kind of like, I didn't handle that the right way. And um, so now here we are in 2023, uh, Scarlet Violet 151. They were able to reprint Kadabra, which was the first time in 20 years 20 years over a grudge, basically. And it's pretty crazy. Like I told you, um, Abra and Cadet and Alakazam were also based off other people as well. Abra was based off uh, this guy named Edgar Casey, who was a clairvoyant. And the Japanese name for Abra 
was Casey. Kind of funny. <laughs> and for Alakazam, he's actually based off of Harry Houdini. And in Japan, he's called Fudin. So it was kind of interesting. So I don't even know where they got that from. But um, so, yeah, in, in America, it's Abra, Kadabra, Alakazam. And in Japan, it's Casey, Youngerer, and Fudin. Interesting. And what was even more interesting to me, too, is so, like, if you know Pokemon, you know Pokemon cards, they, they have to evolve. You get an Abra has to evolve into a Kadabra, and the Kadabra then evolves into the Alakazam. You can't do, like, in Pokemon, they don't just skip over evolutions. You don't have an Abra who magically evolves into an Alakazam. That's just not how that world works and how the things work. But the Pokemon had to get creative with the card game because... Of course, they still had cards that were being used in tournaments and things like that, and they still wanted people to be able to play Alakazam cards. So in 2007, they actually made an Abra that came with a move that allowed it to evolve into Alakazam. I forget what the move was called, but it was from the Mysterious Treasures set. And so basically you would pay, like I think it was two Psychic Energies, and you were able to evolve from an Abra to an Alakazam. And then that also, because of that issue, they had to get even more creative because they kind of felt like that wasn't good enough. They started inventing the Pokemon EX and Pokemon V cards, which um, fe which uh, featured a lot of Stage 2 Pokemon as basic Pokemon to get around the mess. So there's like some Alakazam EX cards that are listed as basic Pokemon that you could play straight. You didn't have to evolve them from anything to get around the fact that you couldn't evolve an Abra to a Kadabra to get to an Alakazam. So Pokemon got pretty creative to get around like the issues that they were having with their cards, which I think is pretty interesting and pretty intuitive. Um, and I think there have been some other like uh, item cards like Pokemon tools and supporter cards that would allow you to do things like that as well, where you could um, skip over an evolution or allow you to play a Stage 2 Pokemon. Uh, without evolving from a stage one. So I thought it was pretty cool, pretty interesting. And that was just something I learned in my little research. And the last bit of news I will talk about um, <laughs> is kind of funny, kind of interesting. Um, it involves murder. So back in Texas, I forget how many years ago this was, there was a woman who was... Um, dating a guy he was like a professional biker they broke up and he started dating a different girl who biked and stuff well this woman was very upset and so she ran over the other girlfriend with her car killed her and you know normally when something like that happens you get arrested and you know you do you pay the time because you did the crime well this woman then fled the United States with her sister's passport and she just took off. So killed someone, fled the country and used like falsified documents using her sister's uh, passport, which the sister could be in trouble too, because she willingly gave her the passport that's aiding a like wanted felon in helping them escape the country um, to avoid, um, consequences for a crime um oh i'm sorry i said she uh, ran her over i'm thinking of, i mean tons of horrible things happen to bicyclists so the, the woman whose name 
I'll tell you now, just because Caitlin Armstrong um, shot the other girlfriend and then fled the country, which is crazy. But it gets even weirder because so she ended up fleeing to Costa Rica somewhere and the authorities, uh, I guess U.S. Marshals that were looking at or trying to find her could not find her in Costa Rica. And what's funny is because the reason why they said so, um, Caitlin Armstrong, one thing about her that kind of makes this point. So she was really into yoga. She was like a, a skinny fit sun tanned yoga enthusiast who escaped to Costa Rica. U.S. Marshals then said it was so hard to find her because just about all the white people in Costa Rica looked like tall, skinny fit, suntan, like yoga enthusiasts. And they said they were trying to set traps for her. They were sending female marshals into yoga classes and yoga studios trying to locate this woman and were just not not able to find her at all, which is crazy because you don't think Costa Rica is being that large where you can't find one person. And eventually they were able to find her, but the way that they found her was crazy in a shot in the dark. They made a wanted ad that they needed a yoga instructor immediately. And like the pay was going to be great. It was going to be like free housing. So like all this insane stuff like that's like, too good to be true, right? Which it was. It was an attempt to try to capture a fugitive. And it worked. Within two weeks, I believe, uh, Caitlin Armstrong sent in a request like for more information that she wanted the job and then shows up to where the job's supposed to be and they arrest her there. Like, it is the craziest thing in the world. It's the funniest way. Um, they couldn't find her because everyone looked like her. Everyone looked like some, like, scraggly yoga person like i don't know like it's insane like this whole story is insane and but i remember it happening uh, man was it 2015 17 something like that so this woman was on the run for years before they finally got her but i remember the story being big back when it happened because it happened like in austin if i'm not mistaken but uh austin texas but anyway yeah so that's the end of our nifty nerd news and things that i found interesting so Take a short break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about what I've been getting into this past two weeks. All right, guys. So it's time for the final part of the podcast. Your favorite part because we're about to go home. Actually, you could just stop it now and just go home. Like you just stop. You don't have to stay here the whole time. But I appreciate that you do. It makes me happy. Makes me feel a little better about things. So, let's what's been going on? I've actually been playing video games. So, if you follow my stream, it's twitch.tv backslash thebryfi. I've been playing a couple of things. Of course, Battle Bit Remastered. I love that game. It's one of my favorite games to play. It's a better version of Battlefield, really, honestly. And it's been so much fun. But I finally picked back up... Um, Pokemon Violet and started playing the downloadable content with there, the DLC for that. But I haven't gotten too far. I've made it to the Indigo Disc, which is a giant circular arena 
that has four biomes. And in each biome, there's different sets of Pokemon. There's a savanna biome. There's a beach watery biome, I believe it is. There is a frozen biome. And then there's a rocky one, I think. I don't know. It's I don't know too much about... The uh, like the ice one, I mean, uh, clearly it's ice, right? The savanna one's got kind of rolling plains and kind of uh, like a muddy section, which is very interesting. So very much kind of like an Africa feel to it. The beach one, it's kind of like generic, I guess, and in, in all honesty. But I haven't explored that one much. The savanna one is really where I've spent most of my time. And my last playthrough, I just kind of went to do like the first little mini quest, and I was like, oh, like look, you can find different variations of Pokemon. And that's where we find like an Alolan executor. And there's like other Alolan versions of Pokemon there. So that was kind of neat and kind of cool. And then I've just stopped because I haven't had a chance to stream the next part, which is they want me to go to the center of the Indigo disc and meet up with Carmine and her brother, who are from the first DLC from the game, who we met in Teal Mask. And so they were now at their school where, where they go to school. And it's going to be pretty interesting. I like the idea of these biomes. It's a fairly large map. I, I was actually shocked at how big it was, um, especially compared to the Teal Mask. Uh, I thought the Teal Mask, while nice and got to see some new Pokemon, it just, I don't know, the, it just didn't feel explorable, if that makes sense. But the Indigo Disc feels it feels more intuitive to want to explore this and so currently i'm rebuilding my team not going because like my main team that i use they're all level 100s it's not fun right so i need to get new players into the mix and get to build a new team so i'm trying to figure out what i want to do with that and who i want to put in those positions but the other problem is the lowest pokemon you fight against is like level 60 so like everything while they look like weak little bitches are level 60 monstrosities ready to demolish anything that's not even close to their level and that's the problem i've neglected all of my other pokemon that i own and so now i'm like i'm keeping like one or two well i keep like one of my level 100s and it's really my scyther because scyther is my catching pokemon because he has false swipe and false swipe if you don't know will do all the damage in the world except it will always leave one remaining uh, HP to your opponent Pokemon so it'll never knock out a Pokemon it'll always get them down to just one health point and then you can capture them from there so it's, I think it's a very effective way to catch Pokemon because you weaken them the only problem is if they do a move that hurts themselves then they knock themselves out so that's the only risk that I run with doing false swipe Scyther I guess I could look at making Pokemon fall asleep that's another way to do it but I, I've just always preferred the Scyther method. And then I don't know what I'm going to do. If I run into a shiny Pokemon, I'll probably just pray to God. <laughs> Whatever. Pray to Arceus, the Pokemon God. But yeah, it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. Like I said, this version of the DLC versus Teal Mask, I'm already more a fan of. And it's not just the different type of Pokemon. It's just the feel of the level. It's a feel of the map. And uh, I think I'm going to like this a lot more. So I'm really excited to get back to it. Um, what else have I been doing? Of course, been on the card front. Uh, ba baseball's been kind of, because I've kind of, I say I've put the Paldean Fates on the back burner, but I just bought 
a bunch of stuff. A new premium box came out for uh, Paldean Fates that came. There's one for each of the three starters. Uh, so, um, whatchamacallit, um, Sprigatito, Fuecoco, and Quaxley. They each have their own premium box, which features eight booster packs, three promo cards, which is the evolutions. Uh, so, like the basic first stage and second stage evolution and then one jumbo card so it's it's pretty neat and it's for 50 bucks i think i think it was 50 or 54 maybe it was 54 so for 54 dollars not a bad deal um because what a an elite trainer box for the same price you'll get nine booster you'll get nine um booster packs but with the premium box you get you get eight Plus the four promos, technically. And what's special about these ones, you get a a three-framed card holder that you can put whatever three cards you want into. But you like you know if you wanted to right now, you just put the three promo cards in there. Looks great. Uh, each box is a different color, so each frame is a different color. Of course, for grass, fire, and water. It's very interesting. And uh, in this wave of stuff, they've also released mini tins. I got five of those. Because there's five different ones. I figure, why the hell not? And if Pokemon 151 was indication, you have better chances at hits in your mini tins. So hopefully we get the alternate art Mew EX or maybe even the Charizard might be in there. Who knows? The Charizard would be great because that's almost $200 now for that card. And so that would be the one to pull. And then I'll immediately sell it and get a Mew because that's what I want. <laughs> the Mew looks amazing. If you've never seen it, you can look up alternate art mew ex on google and it should pop up it's like a cartoony blue mew it's the shiny version of mew uh i love the artwork on it and that's like my big card that i want from this set and based on the amount of money i've spent i probably could have bought it at least twice at this point <laughs> but i tell myself i'm gonna wait till the price goes down and then maybe get it when i pull a booster pack i don't know that's what i keep telling myself <laughs> and i and i can already feel my eye my wife's eyes rolling just thinking about it anyway that's been pretty much it man uh, i've been buying a couple of baseball cards um really cheap ones but ones that i'm a fan of because i'm a big fan of the houston astros so i've been i bought three different houston astros cards that come with like a cool little logo in the card which i think will look really neat i'll post a picture when those arrive and i'm almost complete with my pokemon go card set i'm down to the final card it should be in the mail sometime soon so i'm really excited for that and then i also ordered a phone case that i'm really uh really giddy about because it lets you put a pokemon card in the case so you can like walk around with a pokemon card as, as your phone case so i'm pretty excited for that as well other than that though that's it man i'm uh, just hanging out enjoying games and cards and my family and eating food and work kind of but yeah so we'll see you guys next week thank you for listening to the podcast and hopefully you'll be back again right fight